1: That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are It's just way more important than you think it is. What Look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry You hear it a lot now, right? China. China this and China that. Chinese this, Chinese that. But what if everything you know or everything you think you know about China, what if it's worse than you thought? All that's coming up next on I'm Right. We're going to do a little mental experiment before we go into all the China and these crazy anti-American Olympians and everything else. Just, just walk with me here. Bear with me a moment. Walk with me through this little mental experiment. All right, it's World War II. World War II is the easiest one to go to because it's the war people know the most about or at least think they know the most about. It's famous, right? Let's picture us versus Japan. I was a big part of the war. I realized that us versus the Nazis part is more sexy and gets more pub, but the war in the Pacific was huge and actually lasted longer and was a very, very costly affair. Us versus Japan. We're taking on the Japanese, right? But I want you to picture this. Instead of the war going the way it went, you know, with American corporations Rallying on behalf of America. We have auto manufacturers churning out tanks and planes by the dozen. Japan's drowning over there under the weight of our manufacturing. Remember, our manufacturing won World War II. So they're drowning in it, right? That's what happened. Picture this. What if Japan had a great deal of influence on the direction of United States... Policy on the direction of United States companies. What if knock at the door of the Ford plant? Government steps in and says, Hey Ford, obviously we'll pay you for it, but you have these factories ready to go. What we need, we need a bunch of bombers. We are at war with Japan and we can't we can't keep up. We need your factories. What do you say? And instead of Ford saying, absolutely, America, we're on board, what if Ford turned around and there was a Japanese advisor sitting right behind him that said, no, sorry, Ford. Keep churning out those little cars. No planes for you. What I just described to you is not some weird alternate universe show you watch on Friday night with the missus. What I just described to you is a situation that could become 100% real tomorrow. We are getting more and more information as we speak. Breitbart has a bunch of stuff out on this today, that China's influence on America's policy, on world policy, on America's companies is way, way worse than anything we thought humanly possible. And we simply cannot survive like this. This Breitbart stuff is amazing. This is a quote From the House Intelligence Committee, quote, the CCP or well, the quote is sharing key technologies with China and helping Beijing acquire sensitive intellectual properties, talking about U.S. companies, which benefits China based firms at the expense of U.S. industry. That's right. China's coercing U.S. businesses to give key technologies to China. We always talk about America's technological prowess and how it helped us win all these wars and things like that, right? Do you think all that technological advancement came from the U.S. government? Or do you think it came from private industry working with U.S. government? Speaking of World War II, I kind of just fell backwards into this one, but here's a great example for you here. You know what we had, the Japanese didn't have in World War II? radar we had radar we could look at a screen and see wow there are planes coming from that direction we better get ready they couldn't it was huge in winning world war ii what if those u.s companies decided maybe japan should have radar and not us how much different does that war look in hindsight am i making this real enough for you here Oh, wait, it gets gets way, way worse. Chinese officials are giving guidance and direction to U.S. businesses to influence their business operations, investment strategy, and strategic directions to the benefit of China. And it found China employs a wide range of initiatives to influence and shape events and public opinion to undermine U.S. national and economic interests. How deep does this rabbit hole go? The answer is, we haven't found the bottom. I don't know. What I do know is this. This is a fact. What I do know is the entertainment industry. You don't get to watch anti-China movies. You remember the whole John Cena thing, right? They had that new movie coming out, Fast and Furious 8000 or whatever number it is, and John Cena was in it. John Cena even acknowledged the existence of Taiwan and then put out this groveling video of him apologizing in Mandarin? Why do you think that is? Do you think deep down John Cena just loves China? Or do you think China rules your entertainment industry? Do you want me to list for you again, as I have before, how many major media publications in this country who receive money from China, do you want to know which of your American universities have already been busted with Chinese spies working on campus, using that 50k a year that you spend on little Aiden, Jaden and Braden going off to college, using that money to fund Chinese spies educating your children? It's really, really, really bad. Nike, Remember, you've heard of them. You remember Nike, especially from back in the day. You could forget the Michael Jordan, be like Mike, all America. Look at our athletes. That Nike, remember that? Here's Nike now. Here's their CEO, John Donahue. Quote, Nike is a brand that is of China and for China. How about that? But it goes way beyond our corporations. I mean, that that alone would be bad enough. It goes way, way, way beyond our corporations, though. What if? And I hate to get too crazy here, but what if there was a virus? Just just making this up in my head. What if there was a virus? And the virus came from the shores of one of our enemies. You know, again, I'm just making this up, totally random, right? But there was a world organization that was in charge of keeping the world healthy, making sure any viruses out there don't get too far out of control. But the virus that came from the shores of that country, that I won't name, of course, well, that country had a huge amount of control over the organization whose job it was to keep America healthy. And therefore, that organization changed their mission from keeping the world healthy to making sure the origin of that virus, nobody really knew about it, or at least didn't investigate it too much. You know that China runs the World Health Organization, right? Wrap your mind around what that means. China runs the World Health Organization. China makes one phone call. Hey, WHO, yeah, I don't like that. Go ahead and change that to this. And the World Health Organization says, okay, boss, whatever you need, just call me if you need anything else. That's a fact. Where does that put us? I, we, had to, we had to postpone the Olympics. You know, the Olympics coming up in Tokyo. We had to postpone the Olympics. Oh, and one more thing. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but speaking of the Olympics, It's a pretty important event, right? World leaders come from all over the place. They show up at the Olympics and don't discount ever the importance of the personal meeting. That's how politics gets done. That's how business gets done. I know this is the era of the, uh, can you hear me? Is my Zoom coming in? But the world runs on business meetings, putting a hand in his, let's go have a bourbon, let's play a round of golf and working things out. So all the world's going to be sending their leaders, right? Would you like to know who the United States is sending to represent us and sit down in all these important diplomatic meetings at Tokyo? Would you like to know? Jill Biden. That's right. The unelected first lady of the United States is going to make the trip instead of Joe. Where will Joe be? The man we picked to be president of the United States, I mean, obviously not you and I, but the man we picked to be president of the United States, where's Joe going to be? Well, I don't know. You don't either. I mean, look, let's be honest. We say we don't know. We know exactly where Joe is going to be. He's going to be sitting by the fire with a blankie over his lap, staring into it, eating a original on occasion while AIDS bring him various pieces of important paper that he has to make himself sign and pretend to pretend to be a, a coherent adult it is beyond embarrassing for the united states of america that jill biden the first lady is the de facto president this is humiliating and one last thing on the olympics I saw one of our people took the bronze. What's this lady's name? Uh, 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 Forget her name. This lady takes the bronze medal. And as they play the national anthem, she chooses to look away and throw an activist shirt over her head. This is not a small thing. Understand this. This is not a small thing. And wrap your mind around what we're about to see in the Olympics, 2021. If you watch the Olympics, I'm not telling you to, but if you choose to watch the Olympics, what you will see is obviously all the great things the Olympic Olympics brings, the competition and whatnot, and you'll see these wonderful ceremonies where athletes who've accomplished so much stand up on this podium and drape themselves in their nation's flag and sit there proudly as their national anthems being played and we're going to have an Olympics full of this crap with these ungrateful, spoiled scumbags representing the greatest country in the world. There are going to be athletes who win something at the Olympics. And these athletes are going to hail from some poverty-stricken third-world dump where people are dying because they don't have clean drinking water. And that athlete is going to stand up at the podium, as he or she should, with the flag over his shoulders and pay homage to the nation that houses him. And we're going to have a bunch of wealthy, spoiled children crapping on our country to the world. And it makes me so despicably angry, I can't even put it into words. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I'm right. And we have an amazing show for you tonight. Do not forget, coming up next, we have our now famous This Week in Wokeism segment. And gosh, just hang on for this one. Now, Let's talk about something. Have you ever tried to quit a gym? You ever join a gym and then maybe you decide it's not working out for you, but you try to quit a gym. this happened to be several times. Gyms are famous for making it difficult to quit. You try to quit, and they I had one. This was like two years ago. They made me write a handwritten letter. I couldn't even go in and talk to them or do it online, a handwritten letter. Let's be you know, as if it's seventeen fifty. let's let's make this as big of a pain as possible to try to hold me in. You ever tried to get out of a timeshare maybe maybe by the grace of god you're in one of the good timeshare companies they are out there but these timeshares they get people in they they sucker people in and they don't let people out they will charge you thousands if they even act like you're allowed to get out they'll tell people no no this is for life people are dying and handing down their timeshares to their children and their children don't know how to get out of it you don't have to live like that. Newton Group, God bless them, has decided this, this has gone far enough and they are fighting these timeshare companies and winning. If you're stuck in this situation, just make one phone call: 888-84-Jesse. That's 888-84-Jesse. Or if you're more of an online person, go to timesharejesse.com. That's timesharejesse.com. You are not stuck in your timeshare. There is help out there. Call Newton Group today. We'll be back. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man, I don't need any help, I'm just gonna quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch, that didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds, I I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco free, it's nicotine free, it's even sugar free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people
2: We are winning the war
1: against critical race theory, right? I mean, that's what it feels like. Every now and then, you see these school boards, parents are out there. They're, they're screaming at them, getting this thing banned by state legislatures. Are we though? Now don't get me wrong. These wars or battles we've been winning against C R T, it matters. It matters a lot. You want your school board to be run by people who have your values. That probably means you should be on your school board, but that's another matter. You want your state legislature banning CRT, mandating that children's learn some form of a patriotic education because a nation full of patriots is going to be a healthy nation and a nation full of people who hate it is going to be an unhealthy nation. That's just inevitable. So we're winning that battle, right? I don't know. Are we? I mean, we're winning some mini battles. But understand, the problem we face right now in America is this. It's not a numbers game. Meaning it's not that these people who hate the country outnumber you and I. It's not that. It's that the problems are at the very top of all of America's cultural institutions. The guy making the fries at the local burger joint yeah as an individual and in the eyes of god he's just as important as anyone and whatnot but as far as how it matters to the burger joint he ain't as important as the manager yeah it matters that your local school district is going to ban crt or you should get them to that your state legislature is but when the very tip top of all the cultural institutions still hates the country and is still pushing this filth everywhere We still have a long, long way to go. We have a headline here from Daily Caller. Quote, Biden executive order mandates divisive, unscientific race training at every level of the federal government. Here's what it's going to do, by the way. It embeds critical race theory into hiring practices and day-to-day activities. It prioritizes hiring people of color, immigrants, and LGBTQ+. It requires anti white implicit bias diversity trainings. Yes, yes, that's right. It now is going to prioritize hiring immigrants and people of color and LGBTQ. I don't even know how many there are now. Is the problem we have right now in the country that we don't have enough gay people in the government? That we don't have enough black people, brown people, whatever color you want to pick? Is the problem that we don't have enough immigrants in the government? Or is the problem that we have a bunch of losers in the government? It's not a problem of skin color or sexual orientation. We have a bunch of leftist scumbags in this government, and we need a lot fewer of them or less of them. I don't know. I went to community college. I don't know words. All right. Oh, it gets worse. Hold on. The National Archives they issued a report saying the rotunda, the rotunda houses the Declaration of Independence and U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights and all those other things. It's actually an example of structural racism, saying they need to reimagine the rotunda and eliminate trigger warnings. What does that mean? Well, let's talk about this for just a brief moment before we wrap this up. What does that mean? What do all these things mean? Trigger warnings and, 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 and you know, divisive inequity and equality. And, and what, what do all these things really mean? I don't know. You don't know. But I want you to understand something. And this is critical that you understand that. Understand this. Otherwise, you'll never get these people. They don't know either. There's not some goal these communists are going after. You must understand this. There's not a goal. I I could do this story for you right now. Viacom CBS is putting out some show on Paramount Plus about they're redoing the Brady Bunch, only they're redoing it with drag queens. And I could go into that, but it's a perfect example of what I'm about to explain to you. You look at things like that drag queens and the rotunda and everything else. And you say to yourself, where does it end? When's it going to be enough? Well, never. The revolution never stops for communists. There's no end goal. The revolution is all the time. That's why they never define what any of these things mean, of uh, equality, inequity, and trigger warnings. and uh, they, they don't ever give you an actual definition because they know the revolution... Is the goal? It must be endless. Remember, always, always, always. Remember, Mao had a great cultural—well, re- great—he called it a great cultural revolutions, where he killed, I mean, untold numbers of his own citizens, and he had this cultural revolution twenty years after the communists already had all the power in China. There is no end. There is just destruction and death and misery. That's all this stuff is, that's all this stuff will ever be. Don't ever let them fool you into thinking there's some goal that you need to get on board with. There's never a goal. It will never be defined for you. It must always be loose and flapping in the wind so they always have the freedom to nudge it to the side when you think you're almost ready to grasp it. Once you understand that, it will give you a lot more peace of mind with exactly who and what you are facing out there. That was this week in Wokeism.
0: On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that.
2: My career was 24 out of 26 years. Was solely dedicated working on undercover. Now I walk in. I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good-looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually my drink was give me a Kettle One Martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm gonna go. Go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam! I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you, nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us.
0: For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show.
1: Let's have an uncomfortable conversation, as we do from time to time on this show. Let's have an uncomfortable conversation. You either dip tobacco or smoke or you know somebody who does it's just look the numbers are what they are and there's never going to be any judgment from me i dipped for years years if you want that person in your life to quit put aside the lectures stop with the you have to quit it's bad for you it doesn't work i dipped for years i'm telling you i heard that a thousand times never worked at all give them a solution do you know, last night, last night, I sat down, post-dinner, been a long day, it was going to be a long day today, and I thought to myself, daggone, I want to dip. And you know what I went and got? I went and got myself a can of the Jake's Mint Chew CBD pouches, has a little CBD in there, takes that edge off, just slipped one of those in my lip for about 20 minutes, took it out, good to go, went to bed it works. It works. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code Jesse and give you 10% off. We'll be back.
2: We are seeing these headlines about percentage increases. Now, I want to say that any amount of harm is
1: unacceptable and too much. But I also want to make sure that this hysteria,
0: you know, that this doesn't drive a hysteria and that we look at these numbers in context so that we can make responsible decisions about what to allocate um, in that context.
1: I don't know what the hysteria is all about. It's, it's just getting shot. It's not that big of a deal. I don't see why anyone even cares. Joining me now to talk about that is retired NYPD detective and JTTF task force officer, Angel Masonette. Angel, I don't know why everyone's making a big deal about a few shootings and stabbings. Stop the hysteria.
2: Uh, Yeah, right. Um, Listen, 95%, over 90% of shooting victims in New York City alone uh, are black and brown. And guess what? Over 90% of the shooters are black and brown. So uh, the people that should be hysterical are the black and brown people in the inner city that people like AOC and her squad are calling to take the police away from, right? To defund the police.
1: Are they hysterical? Because I'll tell you, I mean, my friends that I have in the city, they all say to a man, uh, black people are furious about this, furious about the defund the police stuff, furious about the uh, fu- about all this crazy leftist stuff, because frankly, they're the ones who don't get UPS packages now because the driver can't
2: get in the neighborhood. That's right. That's right. Uh, when I was on patrol, I did 12 years on patrol before I became a detective. The citizens in the neighborhood wanted us there, right? They needed us. They fed us. They loved having us around. We, we, we hung out at the block pa- black parties with them. Uh, they needed the police, and they know they need the police now more than ever. Because like you said, their quality of life is diminishing. Their quality of life is diminishing. When it happens in Times Square, that's when people decide to give it uh, some sort of attention, right? These people like de Blasio, right? And all these politicians that are running for mayor. But it's happening in the inner city every day around the country, in every ghetto, in every inner city around the country.
1: You know, it is true. I, I, it's so funny. I hear this from all my New York guys. They're like, yeah, now that, it, now that it bled out of the Bronx, everybody cares. But this is every single night in the Bronx. And for some reason, these people, they get credit on the left. It drives me crazy. They get credit for caring about, you know, the inner city or black people or Mexicans or Puerto Ricans or- they don't care. If they ca- They're ruining these people's lives. Those are real people. Most of these people are not criminals. They're poor, but they're not criminals. And their quality of life has gone downhill.
2: And they have no end in sight. They can't pack up and move to Florida. They can't. And if they really cared, they would have more police or in plain clothes patrolling these black and brown neighborhoods, jumping out on these perps who have guns, right, who are not afraid to carry the guns now because anti-crime and street crime are gone. So there's no repercussions. And not only that, when they do get caught, they get released the same day. They get released the same day because politicians, right, these virtual signaling, uh, uh, pearl-clutching politicians like AOC, right, they claim that it's, uh, you know, uh, social justice to let these people out. But then they go over and they terrorize black and brown neighborhoods. It, it, it's It's the ultimate oxymoron
1: angel i have long been worried about something and please honestly feel free to shoot me down if i'm wrong about this but i've had a theory about something for about a year now we have all this defund the police nonsense everyone has a cell phone out now recording just the 10 seconds that makes a cop look like (coughs) a jerk when it comes to a shooting or, or anything else like that but i mean whatever people think about cops i know a lot of people hate cops that's fine whatever you do though understand this you want smart talented people to be cops and smart, da- talented people are not going to stay cops, and not going to stay cops in these big cities if they get crapped on every single day. They're going to go do something else because they have the ability to go do something else. And you're going to have a police
2: force full of turds that you don't want there. Am I wrong about that? No, you're 100 percent right. Right? 400 percent increase in NYPD retirement alone last year. Uh, it's happening. They're, they're having to send people. They're having to send people away from the pension section, away from the from One Police Plaza. They're turning people away. And they have to make appointments now to come down and put their papers in. It's gonna happen. And again, you're not only gonna have people that are taking the job just to take it, the knowledge, the experience, the street savviness, the, the people with the gift of gab, the people that, that work in the box when they're interviewing perps and they're getting uh, confessions, they're leaving. And they're not teaching the people that are taking over. So again, the people that are gonna suffer are black and brown people in the black and brown inner city urban areas who are going to be hurt by this. Where are the cops going? Are they going
1: to do something else? Are they going out to suburbia to bust, you know, moms for leaving out too many yard signs?
2: Well, listen, uh, the big recruitment around this country uh, for small towns is we love you. We care about you. We need you. We want your experience. We appreciate you. That's where the cops are going. If they can, if they can, what's yeah, called, if, yeah, if they could vest out, right, what's called vesting out, if they leave and they go to some small town in Florida and they're given a take-home car and the and, and the, the community down there loves them and appreciates them, they're leaving, all right? It doesn't matter. The Midwest, the Southern states, the Northern states, everywhere, small towns that appreciate the knowledge and the experience that these police officers bring, they're trying to get them in droves. And, and, and the, the call is we love you, we care about you, and we need you. Look, I mean, obviously that's, that can be music
1: to my ears because I live in suburb. You know, I'm in the suburbs of Houston and it's, 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 it's just a town where everyone knows it's a community. Everyone loves the cops there and everything works out fine. But that's also really selfish. I love New York City. I don't live in New York City. I love visiting. It puts a smile on my face. I love that place. I don't like seeing America's cities, Chicago, New York, LA. I don't like seeing America's cities go down the sewer. That doesn't do me
2: well. How do we change that? What, how do we turn it around? No, neither do we, right? Uh, I'm, I'm retired, but I still have family that lives in the city. I live in upstate New York, yeah. okay? Uh, police cannot turn a blind eye. The problem is that they cannot be proactive. And when you can't be proactive, you're not gonna stop crime. All you're gonna do is respond to crimes after the fact. Look at what happened in Times Square. You had vendors that were on the streets that shouldn't have been there, right? Uh, a guy who was wearing a hoodie and a jacket in 85 degree weather, okay, who would have been stopped under normal circumstances uh, by street crime, right? And he would have been searched, and they would have found his gun. Um, how do you stop it? I mean, you know, we have to elect politicians, right, that care about the police and that want to have proactive police officers there and uh, want to defend their police instead of defunding them. That's how you stop it. And unfortunately, the the, the tide that this country is moving in with all this anti-police vitriol and this hatred for the police. They're making enemies with their police, which is making friends with their criminals.
1: Angel, when did that start? the super anti-police stuff? Because, look, I, I understand. I'm 39, about to be 40, but we don't have to talk about that. But I'm 39, and I grew up... I mean, every other show on TV was a cop show, right? I mean, that, that's that's what... Every kid looked up to cops. That was just... That, that was what our culture was. It was a celebration of police. We wanted the good ones. There's always the, the detective movies. That, that's what everyone wanted. You don't see any of that now. When did that change?
2: Because it seems like it was like 15 minutes ago. So it started with the advent of social media, right? With this social media media boom, right, 2009, 2010, it started. Uh, Then you have uh, communists and socialists like Bill de Blasio in 2014 who took over uh, New York City. Um, Like you said, they're pushing out, you you push out five-second clips of uh, an interaction between the police and a suspect and uh, Michael Brown, for instance, right? That was a big turning point with the Ferguson, with the the hands up, don't shoot lie, right, Uh, that was proven right? And they still sell it. They still sell the hands up, don't shoot, right? In 2014, Detectives uh, Wenjin Liu and uh, Ramos were assassinated, right, by a Black Lives Matter supporter who came up from Baltimore and said he was going to put wings on pigs. It's all, it's pushed by the social media, it's pushed by the social justice warriors who, who paint the police as enemies, 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 and racist occupiers, instead of teaching their kids to respect the police, to comply now and complain later. That's when it started.
1: Angel, thank you so much. Come back soon, man. I appreciate you. I will. Thank you. I, it's easy if you live in Red America. And I, look, I'm guilty of it myself in a private moment, if I'm being honest. It's easy to look at uh, Chicago or New York or any blue area. And you see all the violence and you say to yourself, ha, get what they deserve. Ah, screw them. Forget There are real people there too, just like in your neighborhood. There are real, solid, decent, hardworking people there too that shouldn't have to live like that. These numbers about people getting shot, there should be no city in America where it's like that ever. All right, now it's springtime, right? And what happens at springtime? Well, it's either boiling hot or it's pouring rain. Heat and water produces what now? fungus and mold and mildew and it stinks this is the time of year when your home starts to acquire smells get an eden pure thunderstorm air purifier in your home it uses sonic technology it actually cleans the air the way nature does after a thunderstorm i take my word on this i own three of these things right so take my word on this Plug one in, leave the room for a couple hours, and come back. You will be able to smell it. You'll be able to smell how clean the air is. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Put in the code JESSE. That'll get you 10 bucks off and free shipping. We'll be back. I know what you're saying to yourself right now. Jesse, you're so handsome and you're always right. And of course, that's all true. But why did we name the show I'm Right? Because I happen to be right all the time. And what did I tell you while Donald Trump was president about how the media was going to treat the next Republican? What did I say? you remember? I came on this camera and I said, look, understand this. Everything right now is the end of the world. They're just going to say the next thing about the Republican, and he's going to be worse than Trump. And I have a great example of that that I'm going to read for my next guest, Kaylin Dora. Kaylin is the VP of Communications and Director of the Center for Media Accountability at the America First Policy Institute. That is a mouthful, but Kaylin, we have Samantha B. I know most people don't know who that is. Believe me, you're not missing out. Saying, quote, in a recent straw pool, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis came out as Republicans' first choice for the 2024 presidential election. Before you celebrate Republicans turning away from Trump, take a look at all the ways Ron DeSantis could be so much worse. Kalen, is Ron DeSantis worse than Donald Trump for the left? I hope he is.
0: Uh, it certainly sounds like it, right? He's putting his money where his mouth is and actually doing things, which uh, I know is it's kind, of, it's kind of a tough concept for a lot of liberals to uh, to, to understand. Um, but yeah, I mean, between the Samantha, Bee, again, I don't, I can't remember her being a part of the news. It, it must have been, I must have been in high school, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm fairly young myself. But it, it's been decades since she was, you know, relevant in any sense. And between that, them attacking him over the. Uh, the incident in Florida over the weekend with the building collapse. I mean, they're, they're wasting no time trying to frame him as an awful person, which means he's definitely doing something right. Don't you think? Oh, I think he's definitely doing something right. What is he doing right? In your
1: opinion, I mean, clearly they're giving Ron DeSantis the hard side eye and really worried about him for 2024. My question is why, I mean, I understand Florida is an important state and he's the governor of Florida, but what is he doing that's making them so nervous? He clearly is.
0: Yeah, I think that boils down to him, you know, providing a lot of transparency and attacking the root cause of a lot of these issues. Is that the left kind of has a stranglehold on our culture, right? He's going in. He's going after critical race theory. He's providing transparency in the classrooms so that, you know, for better or for worse, right, uh, parents are seeing what teachers are, are teaching our children. Uh, he's been a fearless attacker of the media. Uh, if you remember the 60 Minutes debacle that took place one or two months ago, uh, where they selectively clipped his his words out of context, he's he's really gone after everybody. And I think that's got a lot of people nervous. They they think that they can get away with with doing all this stuff in broad daylight. It's I would say it's a temple of a liberal ideology. Right? They think so lowly of people like you and me and everyday Americans that they think they can just. Like memory hole history in real time, and no one will say anything about it. And he's actually saying things. He's actually doing things uh, to combat this. And I gotta tip my hat to him, man. He's he's killing it. He's doing a great job.
1: Well, thank you for accidentally leading me into my next question perfectly, Kalen. Speaking of memory hoing, remember this guy? Gosh, what? How do you say his name? Andrew. C- Andrew Cuomo, I think you say his name. I can hardly remember because he's the governor of New York that everybody said walked on water, oh, about 15 minutes ago. And then I have numbers here from the Media Research Center saying ABC, NBC, CBS, all these people, they haven't mentioned his name in ages. That's so weird, Kalen. Why do you think that is?
0: Well, Jesse, it's Emmy Award winner, uh, Andrew Cuomo, last time I checked, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, no, he's he's absolutely he's he's totally fallen off the face of the earth, and this is because they all know that to do some proper introspection on this issue, uh, that they would find themselves guilty of absolute malpractice. That's the problem with journalists, right? They all think that they're morally right, which makes them all dangerous political activists. None of these people are are journalists. I don't know if you've seen, you know, Tapper's show this this year since January has lost about seventy five percent of its audience. I mean. People aren't falling for their nonsense any any longer, and they have no clear, you know, narrative other than to just raise their fists. You know, old man yells at clouds about uh, whatever Trump is doing in his time not in the presidency. It's it's absolutely absurd. It's not like you said. It's not journalism. This is just activism. It's propaganda. It make the CCP blush, right? And they, they would kill for coverage like this.
1: Caleb, what's wrong with journalism? And I realize we've only got about, oh, you know, three, four minutes left in this interview. And I just asked you a question that would take 10 hours to, to answer. But I mean, for me, like, I, and I know this is the most naive thing in the world. I picture a journalist, right? At least I used to, as somebody who goes to you know, school for journalism and then gets out and wants to simply report on things. Well, clearly, we don't have that. We have a bunch of far left activists now out to destroy everything you and I care about. Why, how, how did that happen? What happened?
0: Look, Jesse, I, uh, I wasn't the best in school. I, I didn't grow up uh, being a real uh, good school learner. I did, I did bring a visual aid today. I hope that's okay with you. Uh, this right oh, of here- Of course. This right here is a photo of, uh, of what the, the left, what CNN, what they all implicitly endorse, right? It's because they have no values. Their values are the narrative, whatever enriches them for personal gain, Whatever you know, brushes aside whatever criticism uh, that you might have for them. That's what they're about. They're not about covering, you know, uncovering facts or or doing any real original reporting. Half the stuff I see on Twitter nowadays is uh, someone talking about someone else writing something, right? Like it's it's everyone is lazy. Like I said, they the left has such a stranglehold on our culture. It's infected every single aspect of our society, and these guys can't be bothered to actually do work. And, and cover a real fact or a real story. Everything is spoon-fed, it's all uh, a predetermined narrative. It, that's, that's my short answer, but you're right. Like, this is a question that would take years to talk about. I mean, think about it. They're refusing to cover these Cuomo allegations, for example, right? And they brought on Jeffrey Toobin, like, two weeks ago to talk about his uh, oopsie-daisy on Zoom. Like they don't really care about anything they say they care about. If that was the case, uh, every employee at CNN would have walked by now. Uh, Every woman, especially. And um, it's just it's just disgusting, man. I mean, it's it's really sad to think about. I want to sit here and crack jokes about you know how awful CNN is. Sometimes I just can't bring myself to do it, man. It's just it's it's too easy.
1: No, it is sad. I mean, look—we all make fun of them. I'm as guilty of this as anyone else. But the truth is, it is—it is a sad, sad, sad state of affairs for a nation that you really can't believe anything you see on TV. All right, Kaylin, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. Come back soon.
0: Absolutely, thanks, Jesse. Y'all take care. It
1: matters. I—I I hate that uh, CNN matters. You know, I wish. Obviously, I wish everybody in the country sat down and only watched the first. I mean, you got Dana Lash and Buck Sexton and me and Bill O'Reilly and Mike Slater. You got all these great people on the first, but that's not real, is it? I mean, that's not realistic. There are a thousand different channels. People are going to make different choices, but there are people out there, not high information people like you are, not saying they're stupid, but high information people when it comes to politics. There are people out there. Picture this. Lots of them. They go home at night. After work, dinner, wife, kids, pet the dog, whatnot. And they sit down five, ten minutes to catch up on the news. What's going on in the world? And they turn on CNN. That was my remote control sound, by the way. Do you see that? That's what a remote control sound is like. Anyway, they turn on CNN. What chance does that person have to be informed about anything? All right. We have a... Great, and I mean great, lighten the mood section for you. Next, hang on. It's time to lighten the mood, but I need to prepare you for something when it comes to this clip, okay? I understand there's a good chance you're a good person. You sit down at night, and you have 8 million options to entertain and inform you, and you choose to turn on the first, which we love, obviously. That's what we want. We want to make your night better and inform you a little bit. That probably makes you a good person. I am a bad person. You may very well watch this Light in the Mood video, and you may cringe, wince, cry, feel bad, I wish I could do any of those things when I watched this video, but I'll be honest, I had a buddy send me this video this weekend. I must have watched it 10, time and 10 times and laughed harder each and every time I watched it. I think it's absolutely hysterical. So allow this to be the barometer you use for whether or not you're a good person or a bad one like me. Enjoy. I'll sí, For a limited time, watch the first ten minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com/Jesse.